Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details. Hey, hey, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? Welcome to the Grown Man Itch Podcast. I am your host, Mike J, and I have alongside with me. Hey, this is the Gentleman's Gentleman. It's your guy, Bowtie Fresh, on the Grown Man Itch Podcast. <laughs> what's going on? Hey, man, speaking of boys hitting the notes before we get to it, yo. So, you know, I got, we got the Smooth Jab podcast we produce. So I'm watching the, I'm like watching the fight, fight. They at the, uh, at the weigh-in. So my man, the champ, he was like, Mr. Jim Swift, Jer, her, Mr. AKA, Mr. Get That Bag. At, at the press conference. So I was like, I'm right. get that bag. Yo, but yo, he's a, uh, he's a savage. He got the Odell Beckham haircut, but you know, my man took all type of straight lefts yesterday and still won the fight. I mean, he was just taking them. Yeah, with the Odell Beckham haircut. I wasn't expecting that. But man, we got a sound like we got a birthday shout out, brother. Oh yeah, man, no doubt. Definitely want to give a big shout out uh to, to my stepdad, you know, old Cap, aka Big E, you know, his birthday was this past week, so definitely want to give him the shout out and you know, my brother was a, a black man is blessed to have another year of life is always a good thing and uh you know, just so definitely want to shout out Big E, aka Cap, and you know, let him know that you know, feeling the love from this way, and and, and wish you many more blessings in this year, my brother. Shout out to Cap, man. I've been knowing Cap since what was it, about about thirteen, fourteen, about fourteen. Thirteen, yeah, about fourteen. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Cap, aka Ray Ray from South Central. If you ever see Cap, you look just <laughs> like Ray Ray from South Central. <laughs> That's the first thing when I met Cap. I said, oh damn, he looked like Ray Ray from South Central. So, yeah, shout man. out, <laughs> so shout out to him. But yeah, man, give him, so, give, also, give him a yeah, baby, one more time. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> That's the affirmative. <laughs> Shout out to us. Yeah, man. Cap those, too, those who don't know, that's that's Cap's go-to when we in sports. He's playing sports or watching something. That's his go-to. Man. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Cap, man. Also, man, yeah, man shout out to that boy, that that boy Matt Barnes, man. I said, man, Matt Barnes. Hey, man, doing the yeah, doing man. His damn thing, man. So stepping up to the plate for that uh, scholarship for uh, what's the my man that got killed in, by Sacramento Clark. Police. Yeah, so shout out Stephon to him, Clark. Man. Yeah, yeah, Matt Barnes. Matt, Matt Barnes is an ill dude. You know what I'm saying? A, a ill guy. But you know, I enjoy watching Matt Barnes play, and I enjoy. I laugh at a lot of the, the illness that goes on surrounding him. But I definitely think he deserves a big shout out for stepping up to the plate and, and you know supporting this family in this tragedy and, and trying to set something up for these kids so they can have a great future. So you know, no doubt, step is a shout out to Matt Barnes, aka Light Skin Nation. Is how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I wouldn't expect no Matt to ill do. They said actually after that whole thing with Derek Fisher, he said to get along with Derek Fisher better than he does his uh, ex-wife or ex uh, or his mother. Well, I don't know they married or not. I don't remember, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but anyway, his his was for like his ex-wife or his child's mother. So you know, you can't go wrong with that. So 
that's that's a big you know you know that, that takes a lot because you know you know after all that situation he could just be holding it all in and act being in his light skin feelings but then again it was light skin on light skin crime so maybe they had oh, to sit down at the ta- <laughs> and they sat down at the table and probably talked about different uh little s curls and stuff they like to use and and how they like to wear spares on on spares on Tuesdays and roll the sleeves up. So they probably got together, man, and, and pieced it out real hey, light hey, skin hey, style, hey, putting just, emotions on the table. Spare, speaking for team light skin, spares is a Thursday thing. Let's bring y'all in on that. Spares is on Thursday. <laughs> hey, but y'all, but but y'all emotions is every day of the week. <laughs> I just didn't like the way you did that. <laughs> she got a little, got a little, got a little Marvin's room playing something like that. Hey man, you know that's some Beijing. Shout out to the Beijing, <laughs> not hey, the Beijing. Man. <laughs> hey man, but uh, this is something I was talking to you off the of air, man. You know what today is? Uh, no Sunday. I don't know. WrestleMania. Right. Shout out to those. <laughs> my me and my sons are getting ready for WrestleMania. We're gonna be catching that bad boy after the podcast, but that's probably not what you're talking about, though. <laughs> nah, well, hey, twentieth anniversary of Players Club. Oh man! So let me ask man, you this: classic your, what movie. Your, so, what is your favorite? What is your favorite part of Players Club? Oh, give me more man. than one thing. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think all of mine are gonna come from from, from the iconic Bernie Mac. When uh, I, I think my man's <laughs> name was Blue, he's he was like, yeah. "Good, good." You cook on your feet. You cook on your feet. Good. <laughs> I ain't paying them country boys nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's probably my favorite part, uh, and then of course my second favorite part is that 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 first dance, that that epic dance from um, oh damn, her name escapes me now. Oh, Lisa man. Ray. Uh, Lisa Ray, Lisa yeah. AKA a- a- Diamond. Had, Diamond. She had on that all white. Y'all know the scene. Y'all know yeah. the dance routine, man. That that's probably another one of my favorite parts. Uh, <laughs> oh, them other like I said, I, I probably I rounded out with my last one is where. When he told, when Bernie Mac told Jamie Foxx, he was like, "Man, who you think you is, Kid Capri, DJ Quick? <laughs> nothing. You ain't nothing. 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 All you do is spin records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me rise up. Don't make hey, me rise up. <laughs> it's gonna be trouble, trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. What about uh, you, though, bro? Oh man, there's so many classic moments, man. Uh, one of my low key undercover funny parts, he was like when when Ebony uh, slept with Lance. He was like, "Baby, she was just giving me a massage." Uh, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, when oh man, remember they had the, the they had the daggone party with the cops. He was like the white dude was like, "We've all cleared it with dollar bill." And she starts to make oh, it yeah. that black panel. <laughs> She's like, yes, I am. Look at every party. Every party. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and that, you know, that was oh, the funny man. part. And then, and then my last one, funny part was goes on the, on the Players Club soundtrack. And gives, it goes off to a song called by Art of Splacavelli. Everyone oh man! <laughs> to make you feel right. Let me chill out for some reason. We get sued, but uh, shout out to Spider-Man. And then on the flip side, I'm a whole remake, but with uh, Ice Cube and Master P. Hey man, you gotta also you gotta also go with the with the shout out because I mean that 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 uh that movie has so many that are gonna keep phrases and terms, man. How many people still walk around and go fuck it naked? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also man. A classic shout, movie, shout out, man. Classic. Shout out to shout out to Ronnie. Well, you know, you know, oh yeah, shout. 
I remember that. Man. Remember that twerk she did, man. <laughs> and that twerk yeah. was, was, was sexy and hilarious at the same time. Yeah, it was a situation. <laughs> yeah, man. man oh so, man, I'm about to have to watch that. Yeah, man. I seen that. Well, I, I said, wow. I only want to. I only want to throw that on. That. I just want to bust it. <laughs> but yeah, man. man but let's, well, let's jump into it. We got a lot of funny stuff to talk about this today. So, you know, we're gonna start off with your boy that damn news and um. You know, there's two things he did this week was very interesting. Number one, he defended Scott Pruitt. For you those who don't know, Scott Pruitt is the head of the EPA. Yo, but the thing is, Scott was that Tyrone from Howard Finesse was living in the condo oh. at less than market rate, and the condo was owned by oil <laughs> lobby- lobbyists. So, you know, Trump had to come in there and defend him. Like, how are you going to do all that? Even they said his people was like, yo, we got to get gotta get Scott out of there dying. Like, no, that's my man. That's my guy. So right. my guy, my guy. So the second part, you know, they had that Trump, that fire in the Trump Tower, right? And the guy in the right. passing away. Now you're paying all that rent in the Trump Tower. They didn't even have uh, sprinklers. So Trump got on his little his Twitter today and talked about, you know, crooked Hillary and the Washington Post and the, the, the same old random stuff that he goes on every week. And he didn't even get that man to say, hey, you know, he that man lost his life in a building that he owns. And couldn't even do anything. Talking about the fires out, everything's done beautiful, great building. Like maybe he right. maybe he called his family on the low, but you know you tweet everything else out. So that's pretty much it for me from the from Trumpy this week, man. But I just thought that was very oh, old Trumpy. So the yeah, man. Yeah, man, I, I was just uh, – a lot of people are talking about uh, the tweets and stuff that he tweeted out, talking about uh, the, the, the 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 first responders and firefighters did a great job and this and that and this and that. And like you said, like to not even uh, make mention of those that that were affected, you know, by the fire, especially the individual that lost his life. It's like out of, out of all the tweets that you made, like you, you couldn't at least have one snippet, <laughs> you know, one, one tweet yeah. about something, you know. Uh, the so he's just out of touch, man. He's just out of touch. But hey, he is—he is the apricot one, as in the words of Mike J, man. My goodness. Yeah, he's—he's he's a different type of cat, man. So, hey, man. So let's get to the Twizzler, bro. Hey, you want to? Do you want to do? Do you want to do the first one, and I will do the second? Oh, man. Yeah. So the first hit on the Twizzler. Uh, I, I hate to do it because I like this brother. Um, you know, I, I like his music. I like his activism. I like what he's, what he's about. But man, Killer Mike, man. He's. He's got to. He, he's getting a Twizzler this week, man. He's 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 got to stay off. He's got to stay off social media, man. He's got to he's got to stop putting himself in these situations. So, a few weeks, Mike has uh, Killer Mike has conducted an interview with the NRA. Excuse me. And then uh, this time he ran his mouth about Joy Reid. Joy Reid, um, she, she 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 let him have it. <laughs> to, to say the least, she she went she went in on him, and it's it's just one of those things. Like for for Killer Mike, it's like brother, like you. I, like I said, I, I follow you and I appreciate a lot of the things you do. I support you, but like, man, my goodness, you are making it very difficult to do these things right now, man. Uh, like, I, just just be quiet. Just sit down and be quiet, man. For real. Cold, cold what you world. What you got to say on this one, Mike? Cold, cold world, man. One, he, he said the whole H and M thing, and he didn't realize that, you know. And she read him like that meant hair and makeup. So hopefully he's supposed to be going right. on her show. So hopefully he can get his bearings together. He's a very intelligent brother, but you know, Joy Reid comes and she and she does it like you know she, this is what she does do. You know she gets on those political shows and I listen to her podcast and watch her show. So yo she she's a beast when it comes to this and she's gonna read yeah. you and, and, and no it's gonna be no profanity. It's gonna be name calling. She's just gonna read you and make you look stupid. So 
Yeah, Killer Mike, he needs to go ahead and sit on the Twizzler, man, because he's been – I thought about giving him one a, a couple weeks ago, but he apologized, but he needs to go yeah. ahead and take that old Twizzler. Yeah, it's 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 about time, man. He he's got the he got to take that 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 Southern ATL Twizzler too, man. You know they got some type of random flavor, like you know I I don't I don't even know pineapple pineapple, <laughs> pineapple cherry mango. Yeah, mango. Yeah, mango wild berry something. You know Twizzler, man. He's got you got to take it, Mike. Uh, you got to sit on that Twizzler this week, brother, for real. And I, I hear you I'll, I'll, almost along the lines of, of, of my guy Umar, man, Doctor Umar, man. Good lord! Uh, well, no, nah. well, he's, 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 yeah. he's on his own. He, he's on his own other thing. He can take his fresh Douglas descended ass on gone. He can get about the paint. <laughs> Still the money for that damn school, man. If you don't take your Tyrone the scammer ass on, <laughs> get out Tyrone the scammer. <laughs> hey, you know, shout out to Tyrone. You know, he, you know he's suing. He's suing Howard for ten mil too. Yeah, man, I heard about that. Crazy thing is, man, you know, another shout out, shout out to my to Howard, to my brother. My brother was just down at Howard this past week doing a college visit. Um, you know, he's trying to represent. He's he's got a few options on the table, but he wanted to make sure that he at least looked at a couple of uh, uh, HBCUs in in his college search. So I'm definitely proud of him for proud of him for that. But Man, I, I asked him if he ran into Tyrone down there. He was like, he just said he was trying to stay clear of of all the mess and just enjoy the moment. So you know, definitely shout out to my little brother uh, for 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 doing that. And you know, I know he's got big things in his future. And speaking of that, and not before I jump to the Twizzler, I forgot to give a shout out to my youngest brother. Today is his birthday, so my little brother Jamal, oh, yeah. 24, 24 today, represent Young shout King. Shout out, Big J. Stay, stay, yo, right. stay strapped, stay strapped. So, uh, you know, <laughs> like I said, stay strapped. <laughs> but I'm going to get a tough twizzler to Brian Meehan. He's a Vision Three coach to Brandeis University in Massachusetts. And also the alma mater of, of the wonderful and fabulous, you know, you know, rogue civil rights warrior, Black Panther, Angela Davis. So he told mm-hmm. his uh, players that he would ship them black back to Africa, and he didn't want to sit next to a black player because he didn't want to catch Ebola. And also, they when they ran the statistics, his the black players didn't stay as long uh, as the white players. And I think I read in Deadspin that he didn't have one black player graduate in the last four years, probably due to transfer. Yeah, probably. I would so say Brian, more than likely due to transfer. So, so Brian Meehan, you could take your bigoted, anti-African hating, you know. You can just sit on a big black twist and just spin around and around, upside down, and just hang yourself by it. There's no, there's no need for that. If you have a, if you're a bigot and all those type of things, you, you know, you can sit back and find something else to do in the career besides coaching sports. So you know, Brian right. Meehan, go ahead and sit on that old, that old, old economy size, great value, Sam's Club, 128 <laughs> the uh, great things, Twizzler. Exactly. So you can go to hell. Yeah, so pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man, so, uh, yo, man, so, you know, did you catch in on Final Four games? Did you do the men and the women? Uh, I didn't I, I didn't get to get a chance to actually catch any of the, like, games in totality, uh, but I did see a lot of the uh, – a lot of footage and replays of uh, the, women, the Notre Dame women's uh, basketball team. Man, my God, they put on the show. So definitely shout out to them, for real. Yeah, those are some good games for a sister to hit – Erica Gumbale, I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm butchering her name. You're going, you, yeah, they yeah. Hit, the, hit the step back and to beat UConn. Twice. I mean, and then Twice. and then hit a fall away <laughs> three to win it, man. Yeah, so, man. 
That was a that was a, you know that was a performance. I don't think she scored like 150 points throughout the tournament. So hey, it's not like she just hit two big shots. So she played her behind now. So shout out to them. Uh, Villanova, they won. You know they won the men's championship. So that's in one of my brackets. That's who I picked. But we found out who our winner is on the Grown Manage podcast. I mean, a group chat sports uh, you know league thing. So we will be letting that person you know talk that talk on Wednesday doing a group chat sports podcast. So that person, I will let them, you know, let let them have a shine and go ahead and talk that talk. Because if it was me, you know, I would read all y'all for filth. But since it's not me, <laughs> I got I got to be humble. No doubt. So, uh, no doubt. Hey, hey, man. So I'm gonna ask you this: Did you see what? Ben Simmons and LBJ? Oh man, that was a hell of a game, bro. That was a hell of a game, man. Ben Ben Simmons. He's he's turning out to be what what I thought he was probably going to be. You know, I know he got hurt his his, his rookie year and set out, and everybody was you know on you know all over him and you know trying to read him and all that type of stuff. But man, Ben Simmons, he's the truth, man. He's he's a real deal. And the LBJ kind of let him know, look, I, I I'm the one still doing this. You trying to you trying to be me, young fella? I'm still doing this, man. But that was a hell of a matchup. They both had many highlights in that game. I know Ben Simmons had that. Uh, between the legs pass out to Reddick for the three. I know that Ben Simmons threw it down a couple times. LBJ threw it down on Ilya Sova. LBJ hit that step back in the corner. I'm like, man, they these these two young men were sure this this was basketball that's greatest, man. And I and I still call uh, LBJ a young man because he's he's playing he's playing like a like a young cat, man. He's he he's not ready to to, to turn over the uh, as they say the passing of the torch or turn over the torch, man. He's out here doing this thing, man, for real. So definitely a big shout out to both of them for a hell of a damn game, man. That was that's that's basketball. That's what you want to see. That's what you want to see every night, man. And it just it got me excited for playoff basketball. And I know we're gonna talk about that this this Wednesday on Group Chat Sports as well. But man, it just got me amped up for some playoff basketball, man, for real. Well, let me ask you a question. Why are you so amped up for playoff basketball when your team ain't gonna be there? <laughs> Because I, I can actually no, – no, number, number one, Mike Jay, always an opportunist. Hey, that hurts his soul, didn't it? That hurts his soul, too. Hey, man, he, he, hey, man he, sent, he sent the daggone shot to me, man. Can't believe it. We're supposed to be brothers. You are my brother, man. No, you know, man. Hey, man, you know, it doesn't matter. Anybody can get it. Petty, <laughs> Petty Pablo has risen this episode. Man, I have resurrected my soul. You know, we had, Easter was there last week, and I chilled. I'm like, I'm like Orange Juice Jones. I chilled. But my soul man. has been resurrected from the souls, from the petty worlds. I'm like, and you got to think the Avengers is coming out. I'm going to be the, I'm going to be an Avenger. Oh, petty. man, I'm ready. I'm going to be the Petty yeah, Avenger. So, but Yeah. <laughs> So you excited? Yeah, man. So I'm 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 excited about basketball. Yeah, but you right, you right, my boys. You know we gonna we gonna be fishing. We ain't got we ain't we gonna be watching everybody else play this year. It's been a it's been a rough few years for my boys under Gar and Pax. But you know for those who for those who don't know, y'all should by now. Damn it, I'm a Bulls fan. But you know I, I'm I'm excited about about this year. I said particularly, I was, it, it puts myself a little at ease because I can just watch basketball playoff basketball freely without having the stress of my team. You know, playing out there, and then two, having to make sure I've defended my daggone team and myself against the likes of Mike J and some of our uh, group chat brethren who always take shots at my Bulls because they some punk ass Pacer fans. But hey, you know it is what it is, man. I, I get to watch the NBA playoffs free, and 
you know, try to, I want to see we some good basketball. I, the only drama you're going <laughs> to have this off season is watching the lottery show. That's it. It's done deal. <laughs> Get them out of there. <laughs> that's it. That's hey, that's man. your playoff drama. Watching the lottery show and making sure Bobby, hey, making sure two piece Bobby Porter's don't knock another one of them cats out. That's it. Two piece Porter's. <laughs> hey man, you know we got less drama than TNT over here. I will we'll say that. <laughs> Hey man, but nah, man, it's, it, it'll be it'll be ni- it'll be nice though, man. For 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 no doubt, you know, I want to see, I want to see what the Greek Freak does. Of course, I want to see Houston play. I want to see OKC play. I want to see what Golden State does. But you know, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing some really good competitive basketball, man. Honestly, no doubt, no doubt. All right, man, let's switch to the NFL. So, you see RG3 got signed. It was funny because I was in meetings all day. Yeah. And I'm going to take you out behind the curtain. So, I was in meetings all day. And then I get back to my phone and I'm seeing, like, you know, our group chat is blown up. So, RG3 got signed. Where do they find him at? Last time I seen him, <laughs> he was looking like, he was looking like a black-ass Skeletor with them damn, uh, with them damn French braids with a, with a, with a, with a Becky with no booty on the beach. So, they didn't resurrect yeah, RG3. They, they... They found they found RG three at that old hedonism. That's where he was at chilling yeah. with the with the flat backer, you know. But yeah. you know, hey, uh, it's it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm happy that the brothers got getting an opportunity to be in the NFL again and you know try to try to um, reclaim his time in the in, in the in the uh, the proverbious words of of Miss Waters trying to reclaim his mm-hmm. time. But I still cannot uh, fathom the fact or get over the fact that. RG3 has been signed before Colin Kaepernick, and the fact that there are some quarterbacks that are getting tryouts and 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 workouts over Colin Kaepernick, it's 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 baffling to me. This man this man is still able to produce. He's shown that he's in great shape. He's shown that he's able. You know that that that, that uh, in workouts that he's had that we've seen the videos that there's not. You know, we, we, of course we don't know what it looks like. You know, in NFL time, but. I mean, he he looks good. His throws look crisp. His throws look pretty sharp. He's he's he looks like he's in good shape. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, you know he's you know he's prepared. You know because people, if he does get signed, people are going to be rooting for him to fail so much. He's got to have himself mentally prepared to come in and be able to take that. So I I really hope and I pray that that brother Kaepernick is able to um, get another opportunity in the NFL despite all of this. But I am I, I'm I'm proud to see RG three back in the in the uh, NFL. Also, I'm hoping that it he's able to um, you know get get some burn, get a little bit of tick at quarterback. I'm hoping that they don't try to start trying to flex him out and make him some type of um, gimmick guy or something like that. You know, I'm hoping that he's able to play at the quarterback position, man. But what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I think Kaepernick is just better physically. That has more tools than RG three, and he has to take the beating as RG three. But it's gonna be. I think he, it's it's all for him being blackballed, and it's also gonna be interesting, to brother uh, uh, Eric Reed, the safety for the Forty ers who also mm-hmm. you know was was with Kaepernick, and he hasn't been signed, and he's a pretty good safety. So you're you're basically saying this whole thing is collusion, and then taking one step further. Did you hear about what Bob McNair said the other day? And Bob McNair, if you guys don't know, he's the owner of the Houston uh, Texans. Texans, mm-hmm. So Bob McNair said that he doesn't regret what he said about calling the players come out the asylum. He just regret that he was forced to apologize. Yo, that's not wow. that's not like putting it out there in, in black and white, you no know, pun intended, of how he feels right. about right the rights of people of color. And how the in in in, in the sit back and the, the privilege that he walks with by being a white man. So, 
We can d- dive no doubt, into man. that deeper maybe next week when we get some more information about it. But I read that on ESPN.com the other day. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, you just you really are live you really live in a life that you feel like you can say and do whatever. Right. So. I mean, and it's and it's it's honestly, unfortunately, kind of showing and proving to be that. Like he, he said it, and I haven't heard really too much come out about him about those statements that he that he just made. You know, as far as someone you know scrutinizing him or saying you know, can't believe you said this or anything like that. Like, so it, it's giving him that avenue or or that reason to believe. Yeah, I can say this, and it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, man. No. Last thing before we get up, we switch up to the UFC to talk about your boy Conor McGregor acting stupid. Was uh, you oh see? And I was reading on Bleacher Report, and they were talking about some NFL execs. And this is from Mike Mike Freeman. I follow him on on the Twitter, so he's usually pretty in in the NFL Insider. Talking about that, because uh, Johnny Manziel has potential off the charts. Right, Johnny Manziel. Now, this is the same Maybe. person the other day that said that, that he didn't study, he wasn't a football guy, he didn't know the X's and O's and all type of stuff. So he's admitting to, to what he, his limitations were physically and, and emotionally and, and, you know, intellectually about not knowing these things. But, you know, he, y'all still he thinks he has potential to do what? I mean, I'm glad he's I was going to say to do what? Unquote, <laughs> but it's, he's, he's a done deal. He will never be, I mean, he will never be anything what he is. He's not even Doug Flutie. So... No, no, I thought right. that was interesting. We tie that into the whole Kaepernick thing. So, yeah, any right. thoughts? Right. No, like I said, I, I think that I, first and foremost, I go back to what you said. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Johnny Manziel is trying to turn his life around from from the heavy drinking and things and things like that. Just just because I, I don't ever want to say I don't care what color you are, race, creed, religion, whatever. Uh, someone going down that path like that that man was definitely headed down a path where he was uh, either going to kill himself one way or another. Or potentially hurt someone else with that drinking and, and, and you know potentially driving or the things that that you do when when you're drunk. Um, so a lot of people could have get hurt, including themselves. So I'm glad from that from that standpoint that that young man has turned his life around. But uh, tying it into the Colin Kaepernick scenario, uh, again, he Johnny Manziel is getting you know workouts despite all of this. He's getting workouts despite his own admissions of his limitations. And Colin Kaepernick has proven himself to be a winning quarterback in the NFL, successful quarterback in the NFL, and he's not getting any workouts at all. And he had no real true adverse things happen to him except taking a stance for some civil rights or civil liberties. He, he, he didn't get caught drinking. He wasn't doing drugs. He wasn't, he wasn't harming uh, women or children or anything like that. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't being a, a menace to society. He wasn't, you know, be out there doing crazy things. He just took a stance or a knee for civil liberties and equal rights, and he's not getting any workouts. So um, I think I definitely think it's a double-edged sword. I think that you look at things, to, you know, many people look at things through different lenses, but this this scenario to me, um, I, I think that uh, NFL execs and, and coaches and stuff like that, those individuals, they need to realize that um, they're, they're, sending, they're sending a message to the world, they're sending a message to people, but they're also sending a message to the players that they even have on their teams. Um, I couldn't imagine um, being on the NFL team as an African-American male. Yes, I'm probably making millions and millions of dollars and things of that nature, but for me personally, I have integrity. I have an ethical thing, and I, I would not help but have to think about, like, man, if I wasn't bringing in, you know, this revenue for this exec, what would he think about me? 
or what does he thinking about what does he think about me even though I am doing this stuff so I mean I don't know man it's it, it's crazy but I I really I really do hope that uh, we get to turn some things around in, in the NFL um, and I hope like I said I hope the brother Kaepernick at least at minimum um, gets an opportunity to display his skill set and if, if if teams don't like him from that so be it uh, but he's not even getting a chance to do that right now. Not at all, not at all. So this will be something ongoing. So, and even if he doesn't get a chance, I hope he wins his collusion case and he gets all this Absolutely. money, so he really can have a you know a platform. So I give props to the brother because he's showing he's showing I have the integrity, but that's a scary thing to be able to put your career on the line. So much props to brother Kaepernick. So let's kind of transition yeah, from somebody who shows so much character to someone who has, who's shown multiple times that he has none, and that's Conor McGregor. So, man, you know, yeah. what the hell happened with, with, with dude, man? I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I was doing some reading around and trying to figure out, like, what – like what sparked this? What prompted this? And like I said, I don't know if this was something that was premeditated. If it had something to do with with money or disagreement or what? Like I I still haven't been able to see or what's you know, to see what sparked him going you know on this little bit of a rampage. But I mean his actions were just absolutely crazy. I mean he he showed up to a UFC event um, not just by himself. I mean they they call it the, the, the media oh. people have been calling them good thugs and goons and stuff like that, but I mean, he showed up with a group of individuals and was terrorizing the place. I mean, he's throwing uh, barricades and, and, and other, you know, large items through windows and glass of, of the bus that other fighters are on. Um, other fighters have uh, other fighters got hurt, you know, fr- from this, from glass and debris and, you know, so forth and so on. And like I said, I never, I never haven't read just yet. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it's been released or not. You guys can help us out, you know, if, if, if you know what sparked it, but I haven't seen anything to, to, to really show or really tell what got him going or what, what caused it to happen. But I mean, my goodness, those, those antics and stuff is just crazy. The fact that you showed up with a group of guys, like you came there looking for trouble. You came there looking for damage, you know, to, to cause some damage or whatever. And I mean, these guys are doing the same thing as he was. I mean, they were throwing things and, you know, tearing stuff up and causing ruckus. So it's just one of those things like I, I don't. I really don't think. Um, I, I should say. I think. I know that Dana White, who's the uh, the owner or you know director or whatever of UFC, um, he's already come out and stated that uh, he, he's not in support of it. He doesn't, um, you know, condone those actions. He's actually pretty pissed off. I know that Conor McGregor has been stripped of that uh, that belt or the title that he had. Um, I know that he said that they know why I said there's going to be fines issued and, you know, other disciplinary things coming. Um, but I also think about what are some of the other penalties? I mean, some of those, some of the other fighters, especially those that were affected, those that were supposed to, that, that fought that night. I mean, they could have civil suits against him for, you know, injuries and assault and so forth. So I'm just interested to see what this fallout is. Um, and just interested to see if he's done in the UFC or if it's just going to, you know, be kind of like a hefty suspension or fine or something like that, because, um, I know. I know he's a big money maker. I take nothing away from him. I mean, he's a he's a good fighter. He's a great fighter, and you know, in the octagon, I don't take any of that away from him. But this this rampage that he went on is crazy. Yeah, he's he's about done. He's about done, man. I didn't think he was gonna come back to fight. You see, after he made all that money, fighting Mayweather in boxing. So I don't have to. I don't really get into UFC like that. I respect it, you know. But you know, they mm-hmm. they've like they've lost their. You know, really three biggest stars: John Jones, Conor McGregor, and uh, and Ronda, Ronda, Rousey. Ronda, Ronda Rousey. So, 
You know, it'll yeah. be interesting going forward. What's that going to be? I saw Mayweather. I was watching the fights yesterday. Right. Shout out to Floyd for having that. He had a red hat on. It looked like something that he picked up on the California Love uh, video shoot yesterday, man. Floyd, <laughs> have all that money be be dressed in mad crazy. But, yeah, it looked like he had that fedora, the Tupac hat, Tupac hat on, on the, you know, on the California Love remix video part. Not in the desert, but the actual part about the pool party. Right. Uh, yeah, he's talking about that he won't ever box again. I don't see him, man. You see, do you see Floyd doing the UFC thing? I, I don't know, man. I mean, Floyd Floyd has stated, um, and this I saw it a couple months ago, and I forgot, I don't I forgot where it was. I know it was not ESPN. It was another athlete. Uh, athlete I think it might have been a ring or something like that. One of that that magazine. It's a it's a fighting magazine. Um, but 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 Floyd said that he was actually training um, to fight in the UFC. He was training for a fight in the UFC. The only person I could see him fighting in the UFC is Conor McGregor, because and this is just my opinion. He's a, Floyd's about his money. He's money Mayweather, and he stated just the other day. Um, he said he would he would fight um, a UFC fight if the money is right. The only way the money's going to be right, in my opinion, to him, is if it's Conor McGregor because of what they generated in, uh, with the boxing match. So now it's going to generate, and even, you know, to me, I think it'll generate even more money, uh, a bigger payday for both of them because now you've, you've got something, you know, you got kind of like a niche going. You know, now we're stepping into Conor's world. And so now let's see if, you know, Floyd can, you know, stand up and hold up, you know, in, in this arena. Um, people. Unfortunately, uh, maybe fortunately, because I know uh, Mike J and I spoke about Monday Mayweather and putting his hands on women, so I'm sure a lot of people want to see him get his ass whooped just for that. But um, I know that people, a lot of people dislike Floyd, so maybe this is their opportunity to see Floyd uh, in a different setting that's probably uncomfortable for him. But, again, Floyd's a fighter. you got to be able to catch that dude because I don't care what ring you in, his hands are his hands, you know what I mean? He he catch you a couple of good times, and it's over. But, I mean, I know it's a different style of fighting and so forth and so on. But, like I said, I think that it will happen. I think that Dana White knows, um, despite, you know, everything that Connor is going through, I think that Dana White knows what type of attention, what type of draw, what type of money that can bring him. Um, definitely Connor and Floyd know what type of money that that can bring them uh, in, in a fight in the UFC. So I definitely see it happening. Uh, I, I, can, I can see it happening for them just for that, just for the revenue purposes uh, and, and, you know, potentially bragging rights. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think Floyd would ever fight anybody that time. I think he would fight the scrubble scrubs because, you know, you must try to get yourself hurt. If you fought all those by fought fifty times in the ring and never really got it, he's been buzzed and never been down anything to take a risk or to mm-hmm. fight a guy like Connor. Connor would destroy him in the octagon unless he caught him yeah. like a quick punch. But other than that, I think it would be this. He would hurt that man. But you know, it is yeah. interesting. I mean, to you see. got, you got the wrestling, you do t- wrestling yeah. and takedowns. Floyd ain't used to feet flying at his head. You know, you get yeah. you, you get hit with a roundhouse or something like that. You know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting, man. So let's flip it, man. So let's, your boy Fab, man, facing up for 10 years, bro. You know, I mean, let me yeah, add, I, mean I, I think it's despicable. So I think that's easy to go at. So I don't, and I, I don't want to speak to a woman because, you know, neither one of us <clears> are in that situation. But as as a man, if you're that, if that's your sister or your daughter, what do you do? I mean, I, as, as, if that's my sister or my daughter, I mean, for for me, I, 
I'm going to want to get. I'm going. I'm going to get my hands on that. I mean, that's just flat out. I mean, I, and we we are not promoting violence here at the Grown Manish podcast uh, by any means or anything like that. But just just speaking for me personally, <clears throat> if that's my daughter, and you you didn't pummel my daughter and knocked out you know three of her front teeth or not three of her teeth, allegedly, allegedly, um, if if these things happen and that's my daughter. I'm gonna have to whoop your ass. I, I mean, I'm 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 gonna have to I'm I'm gonna find a way to get my hands on you, one way or another. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to feel what she felt, and that's just that's just the way it is, man. Like I can't, uh, yeah, I, I can't let I can't stand by and let that happen. Not not to not to my my sister, my mother, my, you know, my wife, my daughter. You know, I I, I can't do that, man. So um, that that's just, that just is what it is. You know, I I don't know. I know they said Fab is facing up to ten years for these for you know this alleged incident and. Um, I don't know what type of, you know, record he has or anything like that. I don't know if it's just 10 years based off of this or, you know, priors or whatever. I don't know none of my business, but, I mean, I, I think that that's a short-term problem or a short-term solve, you know what I'm saying? But even 10 years from now, if let's let's just say it's my daughter and Fab gets out 10 years from now, I'm still going to want to whoop Fab's ass for knocking my daughter's teeth out. So <laughs> it just, yeah, it just is what it is, man. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. So, uh, that's just my take on it, bro. The scary part, and then and I second that. Of, there's nothing worse than me as more of a punk than to hit, hit the woman. So I think that we don't really need to go into there. I think we both know how right. our feeling and the people, our listeners, our you know, our family. Cause we cut such of our family. The scary part for me is what if she stays? That's yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's the that's the yeah. point. And I'm not here to judge her or anything because I don't know the situation. It could have been it could have been a one off. Who knows? But the scary thing is, like, what happens if she stays? Because if you know, if you're her father, her brother, and she decides to stay, what can you do? Trying to fight him and all right. that, that's not going to make anything. Because, hell, he might end up like, yeah, you beat me up, and now I'm going to beat you up even worse. You, know, you just never know. Right. Right. That's, I mean, that's kind of one of the uh, approach in a different way. So, you know, we never advocate violence. You know, sometimes I've been upset on this show, but hitting a woman, allegedly hitting a woman, whatever situation, that's the biggest move ever. So, you know, I don't I don't really have too much positive to say about fact, but uh, you know, I just hope that everything works out, you know, with with the with his lady or whatever they are and his kids. So that's the most important thing. So if he gets if he does time, then he just does time. But it's more important right. about, about the woman and the kids in that situation. So yep, we'll, we'll see how it all we'll Agreed. see we'll see how it all plays out. I'm just interested to see going forward with what's going on. So but man, so I know we've, we've been kind of all over the board today, but let's kind of skip to something happy, man. And over that, that old domestic violence thing is super heavy. Yo, man, so what you think about Cardi's album, bro? Man, um, I've only had an opportunity to listen to the first five songs. Um, I, I definitely plan on finishing that, you know, her album. But so far from what I've heard, man, it, it's banging. I mean, I can't – I don't really have a, a, a negative critique of it so far. I've liked the songs that I've heard. <clears throat> I like – I liked her flow. Um, I think it's a little bit of a diverse type song. I mean, she she kind of has her her own unique, you know, individual cadence or you know flow. But I think she tries to switch it up, you know, a little bit. And just in the five songs that I've heard, it kind of sounded um, the sound was a little different. Of course, it's it's uh, Migos heavy or that 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 sound that that vibe. But um, I like it, man. I, I like it. I know that I've seen all over Twitter and heard people talking, especially the ladies, like. It's 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 the shit for them. <laughs> it's, it's it's what they living by right now. But 
Um, definitely props to Cardi. Like I said, I, I do plan on finishing the album. Uh, I, I want to give it an opportunity. I want to give it a chance, if, you know, for for myself. But I want to hear some good music. But I've heard good music on it, man. Them first five songs that I've heard, you know, on the album that I listened to, I like it. What about you, man? Oh man, I like it. I like uh, I like keep it keep it ten. I like that. I like Bick and Head. You know they so they they sample Project Pat Chicken Head. Project Pat. I like yeah. uh, that she got a nice little cut with Chance the Rapper. Uh, I like the song Money Bag. I like she bad with IG. That's that's the cut right there. And they got a phone song called Through Your Phone. So anybody who's you know man, woman, whomever you're dealing with, and they went through your phone and found what they ain't supposed to find or whatever. I think that's what. I think really she impacts with women because they see her. They sometimes women can see bits and pieces of other people. I'm thinking men too, but think about it. She, you know, Cardi had a hard life. You know, come up there, she talks about it on the album, yeah. like having the strip yeah. to do this and do all this other type of thing. But she had perseverance, so she went from the strip club to loving hip hop to having the number one album. There. That's just perseverance. Yeah, but you you fought through all that stuff. You went through. Dudes that didn't treat you right and all that stuff to being on top right now. So I think yeah. that's what it's about. I've seen one of my former, uh, you know, former mentees and talking about, oh, y'all really want a thought to be y'all uh, y'all role model. And you can tell he's a young he's a young guy. I'm like, that's not even about that. You can tell when you start going a little bit, the judgmental stuff starts to drop. But I think that's what it is, yeah. man, to see that perseverance in somebody. I mean, I could be wrong, and the music of this could just be like, listen, some twerkings or whatever, but it got some decent little music on there. I'm, I'm more surprised, and I'm not even saying that being an asshole. I just didn't know what to, I didn't really what to, you know, expect, but it's pretty, it's a pretty good album, and I listened to it, I ran through it a few times, so it's a pretty good album. Yeah, man. So, you know. I've also been hearing, I've also been uh, reading and hearing a lot of people talking about, uh, A, of, of how good the album is, but uh, B, um, how Cardi is uh, taking over uh, for Nicki, Nicki Minaj, yeah. as far as the voice of women, the voice of women in hip-hop, you know, being the queen of hip-hop, so forth and so on. Um, honestly, in, in my opinion, I don't think that it's fair to, to really compare them. You know, right now, this is Cardi's first album. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a banger. It's going to be very successful, I'm sure. Um, but... I don't think that, that, that either one of them are at a point, especially Cardi, where we can start to have, to have those comparisons right now. I mean, Nicki Minaj has had tremendous success, international success. Um, she's had uh, multiple successful albums and so forth and so on. I think that uh, people, uh, you know, need to give Cardi B an opportunity. You know, let her get out. Let her enjoy this. Um, the, the the success of this album and her and her success right now. I know that um, she's pregnant, so congratulations to her and I believe it's Offset of the Migos. Um, but um, congratulations to both of them, you know, on, on you know on the on the child. But I know that she's going to you know for, um, physically, uh, health wise, she's going to have to take some time off, take some time away, and she's probably going to want to personally. You know, she's mentioned several times about how she, sometimes the fame has has gotten to her a lot, so. Give her an opportunity to take that step back, that needed step back, you know, come back and see, you know, if she comes back with some, some new music. And, and then let's start to talk about that. But, you know, a lot of people are looking for a reason to, you know, shit on Nicki Minaj or, you know, they're still talking about Remy Ma and how Remy Ma ended Nicki's career and now it's time for someone else to take over. I think that the, all that, in my opinion, all that's just talk 
I think uh, Nicki Minaj is very talented. I think she's very successful, as I do. Uh, I think that Cardi B is, has developed uh, talent for herself, a lane for herself, a niche for herself. Um, so I think that she has an opportunity to be successful as well. I don't think that we need to pit them against each other. I mean, I think that there's room right now for, for, for both of them, you know, to, to have a high amount of success. Yeah, and also it doesn't have to be this woman in rap. There's nothing wrong with having multiple. Right. It's like it ain't this one. It ain't just one man in rap. It's multiple men in rap. Right. So I mean, Jay, Jay and Weezy went on a, in a little bit of, of a time, and you know they they both was you know right there, top neck and neck. You know, so how, how come how come Cardi and and and, and Nicki uh, can't do the same? But also speaking to that, you know, how come we can't have you know uh, Nicki or Cardi and, and Jay all battling it out for for the supremacy in hip hop? I don't think we really necessarily need to, to you know, distinguish in men and women. I, I think that some of these ladies are coming up and starting to experience a lot, of, uh, you know, an amount of success where they can battle it out with some of these guys and say, you know, hey, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a woman or not, you know, I, I'm hip-hop right now. So I like it, man. I like the competition, and I hope that it starts to bring out some some, some better music, some good music, and, and, and it fills a lot of folks' fire, man. Yeah, man. So let's, let's transition because, you know, last week, we have our top ten southern rappers on the on the episode. So this week we're gonna do our top ten southern albums. So man, this, both sides, we'll, we'll, tough, man. we'll switch it up. We'll go, <laughs> he'll go. We'll go one. He'll go one. We'll go all the way. We'll each talk about our ten, and I'm sure we'll overlap on a few. But let's uh, let's let's talk about some brother. Since your team is not in the playoffs, you go first. Just like in the draft, <laughs> go, gonna go early. You can go early now. So uh, I want to I want to preface this with saying uh, my, mine is in no particular order. Um, these are just albums that I rattled off. And like I, I told uh, to Mike J, you know, so some of these uh, I just I was able to just rattle them off, but no particular order. Um, but I will say that that my number one was the very first album that came to mind, very first um, album out of my mouth and my brain. I bumped this album today, uh, no skips all the way through. Um, and that's going to be Outkast or Quimini, man. That's that's wow. probably my my favorite. If we're talking about uh, favorite Southern albums, that's probably my favorite Southern album, man. Quimini. Bet you, man. So, I, are you done? Yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah. if you want. Okay. So, and from and I'm going to preface this. This isn't. We didn't plan this anything like. I'm not going. I'm going to say that my when I did my top ten, I didn't think of like, oh, let me rank through ten. I was like, yo, boom, I like this, I like this, I like and stuff. I still listen to, and like my first thing, I asked Quimini. It was funny because this came in what was it '98? Did it come out? Was it '98? Yeah, '98. I think '98. Yeah, '98. So this album's like almost 20 years old. So we were in high school at the time. So I think I had my car by then. Did I have a car? I had the car. Yeah, you had your car. Yeah, we bought. Yeah, I remember. I remember this vividly. Uh, Mike J and I both bought the Quimini CD. Mike J had his first car, the Cavalier, and we was at Shut Best up. Buy on the on Best Buy on the West Side. We was actually side, on the West side. side. We was at. No, I mean East Side. on the East Side. Yeah, it was on the East Side. We was at the Best Buy on the East Side. Mike J and I both went in there and copped that bad boy like the day of. Man, we was together on that day. Man, I remember that. Yeah, so shout out to Quimini, man. So, yo, so what's your number? What's your number two, man? Uh, number two, like I said, this this is no particular order. This is just just stuff that I rattled out, man. Number two for me, I had 400 Degrees, man, by Juvie. Um, okay. I, I have I got 
I got 400 Degrees on my list. Like I said, I, I can't say that it's my number two favorite album, but it's just the number two right now just in, in, in the way I rattled them off. Um, because to me, that was a different sound. It was ushering in a different sound. Um, Juvie had multiple different flows on that, you know, on that album from high to to um, uh, know ya to 400 degrees itself. I mean, he he flowed in different facets, different different ways. Um, he brought a different sound, a different vibe. Um, and and I just and I just liked Juvenile. I like what he brought at, at that time when this album came out. And again. I can only think of maybe two songs that I really didn't care for. I can't call them horrible, but like I, I can't think of only maybe two songs on an album that I really didn't care for. It's an album that I could just bump straight through. Um, and, and like I said, maybe for me it was it was uh, one of those albums that you know I was, as people say right now, you know, in 2018 I was in my bag. So you know that's that's one of them things, man. One of those albums for me, man. So Juvenile 400 Degrees. And shout out to the and shout out to the concert we went to. And I'm, you know, oh, shout man. out to us going to the, Ooh, going to the that concert. concert was live. <laughs> live. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. So <laughs> I'm going to hit my number two. And this, like I said, no particular order Outcast ATL Ends. And this was an album that when I first heard it, I didn't really understand it because, you know, they was talking about being in space and black righteousness. And I was like, I think I was maybe not even getting, just getting into high school or maybe being in middle school. But this was one of the albums that grew on me once I started listening to it as an adult. I realize they're on a whole nother level. So that's not my, maybe my not second favorite album, but that was just one of the first, I just, I brought everything that came to mind. Yeah. It's your number, it's your number three, bro. Uh, number three for me was uh, Dirty Money by UGK. Uh, again, uh, an, an album that I was really, that I really was digging, uh, Pimp C, I, uh, Pimp C and the Bun, like they really, to me, for me, they really brought it on this CD. I liked, I pretty much like every damn song on on the damn on the damn album, man. So it was just one of those those ride bangers for me too. That's when uh, it still it stands out for me also because that was the one of the one of the C albums that I used to bump all the time. Mike J, no, I I, I had that daggone Red Blazer, aka Beats by the Ton. And I, you know, I had the system and the rims and all that type of stuff. So that was a, that was an album for me uh, that, that that really stood out. But like I said, I, I like the production. Uh, I really think that the bun and the pimp brought it on that album. So you know, yeah, it's it's one of my top ten favorite southern albums. Chopping Blades is always favorite. We can never, Chopping never not Blades. Chop, hey, Chopping you Blades. You know that was my joint. <laughs> All right. So, let yeah, me see so. it. Let me see it. Let me see it. Pull it yeah. over. Let me see it. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you know, yeah. I'm trying not, and we're trying not to get sued by this because, you know, we can't do all that. My number three is right, GGK right. is Riding Dirty. Now, Riding Dirty man, came out I... in 96. <laughs> now, it was just one of those things, uh, for me, the social commentary, the production, and then just the flows. And Pimp C in production-wise was beyond in his bag. And this is when you really start to see Bun B really show how much of a lyricist he is. You know, uh, you know, I love, like, uh, um, you know, Murder, uh, Some Days some days You Hear, The Next You Gone, the actual title track. So that's one of my favorite albums. You put that against anything. It's one of my favorite albums in music in general. So that's, you know, so that's right. I just thought these are all albums that just thought, you know, when I was thinking. So go ahead. Just do your number four. Uh, number four for, for me was uh, Living Legends of uh, 8-Ball MJG. Okay. Um, another, That's the bad boy. Another one, nice. Right? 
Yeah, that's the bad boy one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the I like the production all through that. Um, I think I think MJ A Ball to me was always uh, a little bit uh, more lyrical, um, but MJG kind of just brought that flavor, that flair, that that grime, and I think that he really shined on this on this album. In my opinion, I think MJG did. Um, like I said, I like the production. Uh, it was not feature heavy. I think there was a few features, but not really feature heavy. Um, but you just really got like a resurgence of Eight Ball and MJG on this album, and that's what really stood out to me. Because um, I think uh, Space Age Pimpin might have been the one before that. I'm, I might be wrong, but I think that might have been the album before yeah, I think, that. But I think it was you, Space Age. It had it was a blue CD. Because I uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, was, that was the blue CD. Because I like the one they last one on Swive House is my favorite. But we can get to that later. Yeah. My bad. I mean, cut you off. You good, bro. You good. So, like I said, that's my number four, Ball and G. Um, like I said, that that album was was just a banger for me. And like I said, I still bump it today. I was I was uh, uh, quoting and reciting the uh, MJG lyrics from that daggone album today. So, yeah, shout out to Ball and G. Go here, go here, go here, Mike. All right. So my number four is Juvenile, Four Hundred Degrees. Uh, nothing more needs to be said. I mean, this is another thing. This blew up in the in in the town. So you know, I had I had my I had my hind not I had my Toyota when this came out. So you know, shout out. You know, we went to the concerts and everything else. So that's that's all that needs to be said, man. So go to your number five. Uh, number five for me was that Master P Ghetto D Ghetto Dope. You know that 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 album for me was 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 a banger, man. Uh, that that was again. Uh, an era that was that that we were coming into from just personally um uh, coming into rap um just in general man i think that it had some some crazy production i think that that was um uh, some of um uh, i believe medicine yeah medicine no no beats by the pound beats by the pound yeah uh, but they were beats by the pound at that point but beats by the pound really came through on that album uh, that album has some classic songs um you know captain kirk um, everybody, everybody still bumps bourbons and lax to this day. Um, I do that when I, I smoke my Yeah, I miss, I miss my homies. You know that video, Master P doing that daggone shuffle in the desert with them, with them medium khakis on and that old wife beater. I mean that that, that that album just banged. Yeah, desert man. Yeah, that 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 album just banged for me, man. It was a good, it was a, it was a good album, man. Good album. So that was my number five. All right, man. My number five is Scarface to Fix. And this was his only, I think his only album on Def Jam. It had Guess Who's Back, My Block. He had the song with uh, with Nas. I mean, this is like one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time, man. This, You know, I've always liked Scarface because he could talk about, you know, being like mental issues he's going on. He could talk about the street stuff. He could talk about it from being on the OG status. So, I man, Scarface is one of my top five MCs, and we can, do a, we can do a show about that later. But The Fix is my number five. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, number six, uh, my number six album, uh, Southern album, was Urban Legend by T.I. All right. Uh, man, yeah, Urban, Urban Legend by T.I., that, 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 to me, uh, I liked I liked King, uh, I liked Paper Trail, you know, I, I, I liked a lot of T.I. albums, but to me, Urban Legend was probably a complete album, in my opinion, from T.I. for me. Um, I liked almost every damn song on the album, um, but I mean... T.I. was bringing that flow. He was bringing that flair. The production was good. T.I. had good wordplay on that on that album. Um, very versatile, man. Versatile album. So that was probably my number six album, Urban Legend by T.I. All right. My number six, six, when the smoke clears. 
Man, Man. One, of the, one of my favorite albums, the first 10 songs on there. And shout out to my homeboy, Pierre, and shout out to my boy, Pat, us being in the, we were uh, we were somewhere, and Pierre asked, remember the song, Tongue Ring? So the girl had a tongue ring. So yeah. He said, can I see a tongue ring? Is it rusty? <laughs> so shout out, <laughs> shout out for having some fun, some fun times doing that, man. So, uh, yeah, so that's my number, that's my number six. So what's your number seven, man? Hey man, number seven. I'm hitting y'all with something new, something, something, something current. Forever is a mighty long time by my big homie, Big Crit. Big Crit, y'all know. We uh, older everybody than him. Who knows. He's a little homie, man. He the little homie. He, yeah, he can't little, be little homie. Yeah, he the he yeah. Our, we, we older <laughs> than him, man. So he he our little homie. Hey man, hey man. But but either way you look at it, man. Those who follow Bowtie Fresh on social media, those who follow the podcast, y'all know I'm a Big Crit fan. This album is a complete album. I'm not saying anything. I'm not shortchanging any of his other music, but to me, for me, this album is a complete album. You got bangers. You got street cuts. You got some soulfulness. Every album has a message, you know, in, in different di- different messages and different songs, man. So uh, for me, I mean, I, I would argue, in my opinion, that this, this is probably one of the most complete albums that, that I've come across in a long time. So shout out Big Crit. Um, I love this album. I love this work. I, I don't really have too much more to say about that, man. Forever is a mighty long time. About a country boy. All right, man. My number seven, T.I. is trap music. Yo, I heard of T.I. when he was like, when we first came out, I heard trap music like, I still love you and uh and all that type of stuff. I was like, damn, I was like rapping. Like, he was rapping on that mode, but he was like just touching the soul to talk about why they was in the trap doing those type of things. I think it's one thing. And for me to hear you talk about these things, but why you're doing it and the effects it has on you and other people and his stuff going on with his kids, man, it was just dope. I mean, T.I. is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, we talked about that on the last show. And I'll put, you know, i put my favorite Southern artists against anybody from any region. I feel like they could out-rap them. But that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah. But my, my number seven is Stripe Music. What's your number eight, bro? Uh, number eight, going back to them hot boys, that Guerrilla Warfare. That was one of my favorite albums, um, and for me, that's one of my favorite albums. It's a complete album. I liked I liked many many songs on it, but the reason this song made, this album made my list was just because it was like in the height of of uh, both Ty Fresh kind of like coming into his own. You know, we was we was in high school and kind of you know toward the end of high school, and this was one of the, one of those coming into your own type albums, man. And I was really really feeling myself, really feeling where I was, you know, in my young age, and. So, so this album really stands out to me just from a personal standpoint. I feel you, man, because you know, I man, that, that's another thing. I had it on CD, but I can't find it, so I'm probably all scratched up now. You can't, and you can't fake stream. You only, you know, if you can. I don't know, can you buy it on a? I don't know if you can even buy it on like know. iTunes or anything. But yeah, that mug was a banger, man. So that was they all was together. B was out of jail. So yeah, that was a banger, man. All right, so my number eight is a uh, Jeezy, the recession. Yo, so that's like, <laughs> yo, that's 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 one of my bangers, man. Jeez, I mean, I'm a Jeezy fan. I'm sad that he's retiring. Uh, I think he said this is his last album coming up, so we'll see. But yeah, that's my number eight, the recession. So what's your number nine, bro? <laughs> Bowtie Fresh's number nine was Jeezy, the recession. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, man. For everything, for everything Mike J just said, man, I like the message on, on on quite a few of those songs that Jeezy was bringing. Jeezy really brought the flow. Um, 
Um, and he just had some bangers, man. Production was killer on, on that album. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't have too much more to add, man. Jeezy the Recession was my number nine. Uh, my number nine, Big Crit, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Uh, you know, if you want to get my, if you want to ever get get with me, man, like as far as stuff talk about some music, you talking about you, you start if you can sing the hook on "Bury Me in Gold," that's my favorite song on the album. It's just dope, man. man. Crit was in his, Crit was beyond in his bag, man. So that's my, that's that's my, that's one of my favorites. So the, for a CD to come out, when did it come out? 2017, 2018? 2017? 20, 2017, yep. Yeah, so to be on this list, all these other albums are older. Then yeah, they made an impact. All right, man. So what's your what's your number ten? My number ten, when the smoke clears, sixty six, sixty one, yeah, three six mafia, and for everything Mike J said about it earlier, man, you know that's it just is what it is, man. That's that's a classic album. I put that album up against any album from any region at any time. To me, that is a classic, complete album. Shout out to to the Juice Man, Paul, everybody on the on on the roster, man. And also, if you look at it to talk about Three Six, they I think musically their impact is the most they're the most impactful music that's came out in the last twenty years. Because think about all the music that's out now. I mean, it's so many yeah. songs that have been, that sampled, uh, you know, "Slob on My Knob" and "Who Run It" and, and the chant and the beat and all that other yeah. type of stuff. So even Cardi yeah. did sound, you know, on on Big there's a sample of Chicken Head, which is produced by DJ Paul yeah. and DCJ. So you know, that's definitely. You know, I don't want to overspeak my brother, but that's the, you know the, the the influence of three six, the music influence of three six, is their impact will never. Hopefully, they get their props. Like everything else, no doubt, no doubt. So my so my number ten is something that y'all probably wouldn't expect, but it's Nappy Roots Wooden Leather. Man, I bought this album. I call it man. Oh man, I bought it twice. Cause the first one I broke, and then the second one I ended up catching. And so so it was a uh, my homeboy. Uh, Pure and I, we went to see them a few times in person. Them were some of the coolest cats that you want to meet. And beyond like taking pictures, I'm talking about they was they came out after they did their show and they just started talking to us like, "Yo, we're gonna holler at y'all." I'm thinking like, you know, backstage. Now they came out from the stage, and they was buying drinks and everything, hollering at us, man. And I just for me, when I was in college, student loan issues of student loan and growing up as a black man and dealing with money and everything else. And I was like, I think 21, 22 when it came out. I might have been a little older, but I was still like early in my developing as a man. So that's one of my favorite. I was running through it again today, and I was like, "Damn, this album is so good." So that's yeah, my man. Yeah, yeah. Hey so man, if, I, I, if, if, if we have a if we have a quick moment, I want to oh, yeah, give a shout time. out to I, I, I want to give a shout out to to, to three albums because to these three these other three albums they they, they could have easily been on my top ten, but um, albums that I really like. So I want to give, I want to definitely shout out Stankonia from Outkast, Soul Food from Goody Mob, and Getty Green from Project Pat. Them are three albums that, that could have been in my top ten very easily. Um, albums that that I really dig and enjoy. It's good music, but um, they they just didn't make my top ten because they weren't the albums that I just rattled out. Um, but I definitely want to give props to to those artists. Of course, everyone knows Outkast is my favorite musical, you know, group talent or whatever. Um, but definitely want to give a shout out to the Goody Mob and, and Project Pat for for those two works, man. Good music, y'all, for real. And for me, uh, my eight ball MJG album is the one that had the song with Outkast on. I can't remember what it's called. Um, uh, the one that had uh, I'm so tired of long. Uh, what is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wi-Fi house. Uh, man, I can't. I can't. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I have it. I just can't. Yeah, Let me look so, at this but that's real mine. Quick now. Uh, Getty Green would be one. Project Pat, and let me see something. It's and uh, let me see. Uh, it probably would be. It would be plastic. It would be Southern playlistic for me. Are you talking about? Were you talking about in our lifetime? A ball in, yeah, in our lifetime. In our lifetime. That that yeah, look yeah. had some bangers. But yeah, yeah that yeah. was probably because you know I love Southern playlist. Don't get me wrong. But uh, and I'm outcast, like I said, like both sides says my favorite group as well. But uh, yeah, these are the songs that these were just ones that it just, you know just came off the top. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's something um that so I hit definitely us, hit us up, y'all, man. Yeah, oh, we, hit we us gonna up. Try to us put, know, we, we gonna try to put out some, put out something on Twitter. Uh, maybe try to put out something on the, on the gram too, man. We want to hear what y'all yeah. got to say. We want to hear y'all. Y'all's feedback and which which y'all's albums were. It doesn't have to be in any particular order. Yeah. Just albums that your 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 personal top your. ten southern albums for for whatever reason, be it lyrical or beats or you know just something that, that touched you in a certain part of your life or whatever. Man, you know let us let us know so we can so we can chop it up with y'all. Because as Mike J said many many times, Mike J and I both we love music of all types. Um, and we love to engage in discussion about music and listen to good music and vibe out. So let us know, y'all. Get with us. So how many? So how many did we did we, did we cross over? We got a Quimini, four hundred degrees, winter four hundred degrees, recession, and we got a big Chris like five, five out of five, out of ten. Five, yeah, five out of ten. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. And, it's not, and it's we not never like, like it. anything like that. I didn't send him my list. He didn't yeah. send me his. It was just yeah. five out of ten. So. I figured we would have some that crossed over, and it was some that yeah, I, like like ghetto dope, you know. And I thought I thought honestly you was gonna say unpredictable, I'm missing. Man, I was right. I was on the cusp of saying unpredictable because Mike J knows that was one of my favorite uh, No Limit albums, another one of my favorite Southern albums. I was right there, but for me, I, I chose ghetto dope just because it was ushering in something new, something fresh, and. I thought that was the start uh, of everything, and Pete was the colonel, man. He's the colonel yeah. of the motherfucking tank. <laughs> I yeah. big rhymes and got big bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So shout out to that No Limit catalog of six. So you know, it's still to me, it's yeah, still man. Bad, it's still really good. So yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna post. Yeah, yeah, like, no what, what I need you to do, Bowtie, is post, I'm gonna post a. I, I put a list. I wrote down a list of mine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna screenshot and send it. You do yours. And then we'll that way we can get engaged people. We'll do that same thing on Instagram and everything else, and we'll engage our peoples. No doubt. Yeah, man. So yeah, and also no you know if you guys if you guys have other ideas that you want us to discuss, this was fun. It was fun, different. This was fun. So uh, other things you would like us to do, list episodes and ranks and all that type of stuff. Hit us up, man. We definitely will be willing to do different things. We like to engage and have fun. So you know, hit us up, and we are really excited for new things that we have coming in the future so i'm really excited about some stuff this summer is a summer of growth for our show and this network we're building so we got some heat coming this summer so i'm excited i'm sure both sides excited so hey man we we ready heck yeah man we ready we ready we we ready we ready like uh uh what's my man who made the daggone song about (laughs) pastor troy oh you talking about uh, archie eversall (laughs) oh Oh, Archie yeah, Eversol. And, and drama. Yeah, man. So they used to play it all the time. 
A miracle too. Come on. Miracle, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, man. More yeah, South man. rap for y'all. Yeah, all the time, man. So, man, you got anything? Go ahead and wrap us up, bro. Man, we want to. I want to. We want to leave y'all with with this little bit of motivation. Uh, we, you know, cause like, like y'all know, we try to give y'all a little something every week. So, um, leave y'all with this: happiness doesn't result from what we get, but from what we give. Um, and I like that quote this week simply because. In this day and age, when in music and you see in social media and so forth and so on, everybody's talking about what they got: cars, house, jewelry, red bottoms, you know, this, that, whatever the case may be. Everybody's talking about I got this, I got that. And everybody's talking about stunting, but we don't necessarily give to anybody. No one talks about giving their time, giving, you know, monetarily or or, or you know, just just giving a, a smile. You know, um, people a lot of times often mistake courtesy or or you know something like that. Or, you know, trying to be funny acting or stuck up or, you know, flirting or whatever. And a lot of times people are literally just trying to give a good vibe, give a little courtesy. So um, just leave y'all with that, you know, happiness doesn't result from what you get but from what you give, man. And just, just let that resonate through your, through your vibe and through your soul this week. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. So this back, you know, this second thing. So it's definitely a blessing that, you know, we appreciate everybody for listening, you know, coming along on this journey. We are like 30-some-odd episodes deep. So y'all got through us through some technical issues, rough times. Some people fell on, some people fell off, some people fell back on. So we appreciate everybody. Group chat on Wednesday. can do a play NBA playoff preview. And that's really it, man. So all our episode stuff, all our contact information is in the description. And I'll holler at y'all next week. All right, holla at y'all. Peace out. Later. Stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829 while supplies last. See store for details. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0 so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.